This is Mike Mignola. You're listening to Top 5 Comics Podcast. Welcome to Top 5 Comics Podcast. People talk about comics, pop culture, and events. With us today, from the deep blue sea, we have Ross. Hi. It's triumphant return. It's been a little while. Yeah. Uh, we also have CBS. It's weird to introduce yourself that way. Yep. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate you keeping up. Sorry it's been a minute. Uh, so today we're doing episode number 119. And see, today what we're going to be doing is going over a bunch of stuff coming out this next year. So that's what we're doing with that, rather than just like book reviews. Things to look for in the coming, uh, like, next three, four months. Because there's a whole lot of, like, crazy happening. And we got Detective Comics 1000. There's, anyway, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, so we're going to go over that. We're going to an interview at the end uh, with the writer uh, from Rags Number 1 uh, from Antarctic Press, Mr. Brian Ball. Awesome. So it should be fun to run at the end. Great guy. Interesting, interesting little talk. Uh, it's from San Diego Comic Con 2018. It's just a few months back. Uh, at this point, that particular book is already getting ready for a third print, so... It's crazy. Um, yeah, and number, number two is in second print, so like, it's already super crazy popular. Nice. Which is awesome. Um, That's cool. Artist on the book is uh, Luigi Turo, I think is how you say it, and artist fantastic also. So, I mean, that definitely helps with it, of course, but... Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, so, let's see, you want to do a little bit of news there with me and Ross, since Ross didn't bring the whole dog pile? <laughs> you got part of the dog pile, right? You got at least one dog. Yeah, okay. And a cat. Eh, that's a different kind of pile, I think, altogether. <laughs> but I think you're the one with all the news. I'm going to show you news, Ross. I don't have any news. So oh, man. You're, you're not... full of the news today. Okay. Well, all right. So, uh, let's see. So, a little bit of news, not a whole lot. Um, I mean, there's other things, but... Uh, so Gerard Way announced uh, that, that he plans for the Umbrella Academy to go eight volumes. And I guess uh, since they are doing a TV series on Netflix, uh, I don't remember if they put an announcement date out for it. I thought it was March or June, but I guess I don't remember that. About eight more volumes? Uh, eight volumes total. Yeah. So there's been two released already. We are in the third volume uh, by three issues. Nice. So crazy thing about that particular book. The very first one, Umbrella Academy... Um, Came out 2007, 2008, like the issues did. I think the trade was 2008, finally. The second volume, Dallas, came out also in 2008. And then the third volume, Hotel Oblivion, like literally started maybe four months ago. That's crazy. Uh, 2018. So that's a 10-year gap between series. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, but as far as a thing, I mean, it's still good. And the first two volumes are great. Uh, so I'm super excited for the show. So I guess what they were saying is that he gave an outline of what the volumes are supposed to be through the end to the showrunners and like a blueprint. So kind of like what they did towards the end of Game of Thrones, I guess. Hmm. Which I guess is going to have his last season start sometime in March. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, so there's some whatever. That's crazy. Right? But yeah, so he gave an outline. He's like, yeah, plan for it to be eight volumes, so... At this point, we are two volumes deep, and the third one halfway through, issue-wise. So, nice. so yeah, if you're a fan of the uh, chemical romance or Gerard Way as a person in general, uh, you should really check out the Umbrella Academy. 
get it, get ahead of the game before it comes out on Netflix and all your friends are like, you don't know nothing. What if you're not a fan of those things? Well, I mean, you still read it anyway. It's a good book. Okay. <laughs> it really is. Like, when it first came out, so 45, Josh, also been on the show before, um, and does the other show with me, the Never Been Done podcast, which is a little more rough and raw, if you're into that. Yeah. More about movies, I guess. <laughs> Pop culture. That's a better way. Yeah. Well, it's, it's brutal sometimes over there, man. <laughs> My God. Anyhow, uh, originally he's like, oh, yeah, there's new, this Umbrella Academy book's coming out from Dark Horse. You should really check it out. I'm like, all right, what, what was it about? And he's like, oh, it's about this group of kids that have crazy powers. And he's like, oh, Gerard Way writes it. And I'm like, am I supposed to know who that is? And he's like, it's the dude from My Chemical Romance. And I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't mind the Chemical Romance at all. I mean, they're fine. But, like... I, that's your first sell to me, and I'm like, yeah, no. Mm. Of course, now, since then, I met the dude and, like, read a few of his other books, and other than Doom Patrol starting super crazy, mm-hmm. really pretty good. Nice. And not a bad artist either. Like, surprisingly, the dude draws, too. So, like, that's multi-talented. Crazy. It's crazy. Jeez. Yeah, right? Nice. So, like, so he's like, oh, here, borrow, borrow my first three copies. Just read them. And I'm like, all right. So I read them, and I'm like, damn it. This is really good because I don't have to go track them down. Mm-hmm. At the time, we didn't have a comic book shop in town, mm-hmm. and the internet wasn't this crazy nightmare it is now. I mean, you're talking 2008, <laughs> man. It was already a mess, but it wasn't quite as crazy as it is now. Right. Anyhow, so yeah, as far as like a thing, if you're not fans of either of those three things prior, uh, book-wise, Umbrella, it's it's really good because it kind of comes out of nowhere, and it's a really like awesome series. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I'm f- pretty stoked for that. I think that'll be cool. Uh, so DC's reported they're going to be working on a standalone Long Halloween animated film. Nice, that'll be cool. So that should be pretty neat. Uh, Long Halloween uh, comic book mini Well, I guess it's got a few series that connect to it, but as far as like a thing, uh, came out. I don't know, two thousand. No, no, nineteen ninety-seven. I think that sounds right. Six or seven. It was somewhere That's in really there. Good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Tim Sells was the artist, and uh, Jeff Loeb was the one who wrote it. Mm-hmm. And they did Long Halloween and Catwoman in Rome and Dark Victory. Haunted uh, Night. Ha- yeah, Haunted Night. They're just Batman titles. They've done a bunch of Marvel stuff, too. Um, Hulk Gray, Daredevil Yellow, Spider-Man Blue. Um, it's colors. I know, right? <laughs> Cat America White, which that took forever to come out. Right. It's still kind of a question to me, but we've actually talked about that book before on the show, mm-hmm. right back when it was coming out. Anyhow, so yeah, like uh, as far as the series, I think that's really neat. That's um, cool. I'm hoping it's. Uh, I'm hoping they don't do what they did with the Killing Joke with it, and they make it more its own thing instead of kind of trying to animate it like the animated series, but not really. And right. Now. At this point, the, the, the little bit of red write-up for it says it's going to be PG-13 rating, so that's cool. Um, the oh, Troy, so not trying to sell the R-8 and all that at the start. Which, I mean, it, <laughs> it, was, it got pretty crazy, but yeah, yeah they're not trying to sell it as something harder than it should be. That's definitely a marketing thing with that one, though, with the, with the Killing Joke one. Right. And, like, names are attached to it right now. They're saying Troy Baker, Jensen Ackles, which he's from uh, Supernatural, so that's cool. Nice. Um, so, yeah, as far as, like, a thing, I mean, generally speaking, they do a pretty good job. That's a cool story, too, so... Right, yeah, yeah it really is. So that should be really cool. So look look for more about that coming in the next, probably, two or three months. Is it a... 
is it just coming out on like DVD or is it going to be on the DC app or is it? They didn't say in the initial article I was looking at. I imagine probably it'll come out the disc first and then it'll show up on the streaming app afterwards. Nice. Okay. Based on just what little bits out there about it, it'd be cool if we got a theatrical release for that one point we did with the other. It would couple. be. I imagine if they did, it'd be the same way, like they do a one night showing kind of thing. Right. Even then, that'd be that'd be pretty cool though. Heck yeah. I think be, yeah, I think that'd be really cool if they did that. Um, on the Marvel side of things, uh, they've announced they're going to be doing a Journey in the Mystery series. So I guess we'll see how that goes. There's more about that, but it wasn't like super crazy. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis made a hint about having an OMAX series and maybe, maybe the Legion of Superheroes appearing and stuff during That's 2019. So huh. It's kind of interesting how he's come on to DC and they've kind of just given him like free reign to do whatever he wants with anything. Right. Now, <laughs> well, Ryder Wise card to Blanche, I mean, they gave him Superman and like, do whatever you want. So far, that stuff hasn't been bad. I mean, I'll give you, I think, the Man is Still miniseries. Should have been part of the regular series. Right, I agree. Rather than a standalone. But I don't think that anything he's done has been bad yet for DC. I've questioned some of his choices he's made with uh, some characters, but I don't think it's been bad writing-wise or anything. So Right, well, kind of crazy with the whole like John Kent age change thing. Right, and I think that probably is tying into something we'll talk about more later, but... They think they want only one Superboy, so got to age him up a little bit. Right. It makes sense. If that's the, that's the case, then it makes sense. Yeah, it's just kind of sad. Sad on my part, but I'm sure it's probably pretty good. So uh, We're going to be having a, a Cyclops and Wolverine, like, new X-Men team happen. And it's mostly seems like it's going to be a hunting villains type of group. Uh, I feel like they dropped the name for it, but I don't remember what it was. So huh. it's uh, bad on me. So part of the same team? Or like two separate teams? It looks like they're duo together. The way it's set up, it seems that they are using both of them as the leads for it. Nice. And then basically just going after supervillains, uh, huh. which sounds a lot like whenever they're doing Uncanny X-Men. Or not, sorry, not Uncanny. Uncanny X-Force, which is basically like the hit team for the X-Men. Yeah. And, like, well, initially Cyclops wasn't about it, and then eventually he was about it. And then he was dead for a while, so that makes things <laughs> kind of questionable, I guess. Yeah. Anyhow, so, the, I mean, that seems like it'll be a pretty cool thing, getting ready to come out from, from Marvel. Plus, we're moving into the Age of X-Men, which you guys aren't aware of that. Uh, it's going to be similar to Age of Apocalypse. So if you were reading back in the 90s, well, 80s, 90s, it's a divergence from the regular timeline, and so, as a result, we're going to have five miniseries. Oh, my gosh. And, like, they're replacing the normal books, Saver Uncanny. So, regular Uncanny will keep running. Uh-huh. And it seems like everything else is taking a break while this is going on. Oh, okay. So, nice. it's not like the normal books are be coming out with this miniseries on top of them. Right. So, we've already had a couple books stop. Like, Red stopped, Blue and Gold were already over, um, and an Astonishing X-Men stopped as well. So, I don't know if that's exactly because of the event. But it seems pretty well timed for it, so I'm going to say that that's probably the real reason, just as a thing in general. Anyhow, um, I think that was about it for uh, for news. News. I mean, the DC app's doing well, I guess, for shows. Teen Titans finished its first season, and they're getting ready to drop the, or they already did drop the third season for Young Justice. Young Justice. Started. So I'm that's excited. cool. I haven't got to watch it yet, but I'm excited about right. it. Right. 
So that should be pretty neat. Yeah. We got a Swamp Thing coming up this year. Oh, right. That's cool, too. Made by a bunch of uh, horror people working right. on it, so I'm really, really excited about that. But you're saying a bunch of people from like uh, from the Halloween series, too, right? Yeah, you definitely got um, one of the writers from It, the It movie on it, and James Wan Company is the production company, and he's the guy that did all the Conjuring movies and stuff. So. Well, and Aquaman also. He's right. the director of yep. Aquaman. He's, he's the guy that did Aquaman, but... But definitely got some horror pedigree behind it. That's so. cool. And uh, we've heard that the Swamp Thing costume is going to be like a practical costume. So not like CGI, but he's actually going to wear a giant Swamp Thing costume for it. So well, I think that's cool. I mean, that's when they did the Swamp Thing TV series back, man, like that early 80s. Yeah. It was a practical suit, too. And they, <laughs> when they did the movies, it was a practical suit. Back then, yeah. they didn't have the option of CGI. Yeah. So the fellow that played the part in both those was the same dude. It was the same costume, actually. Right. So I, I do like they're going with the practical effects co- costume just for the sake of it. That's cool. You know, and who knows how much of the other parts of it are going to be that way. But if they're leaning into practical effects for it, that makes me pretty excited. For right. That should be pretty neat. Um, I think that's, I don't know. I'm sure there's other news that's probably important. That's all I got for the moment. Uh, I can't think of anything. Right. <laughs> Take that news and things. Uh, the news is negative. It makes me super mad. Uh, yeah. So what do we want to talk about first, Ross? Do we want to talk about some DC? Do we want to talk about some Marvel? Or do we want to talk about some other stuff? Well, I don't have much to talk about other than DC. Okay, so, so let's we'll start DC. wherever you want. So we can start with DC then. That's fine. So uh, about the only, there's only a couple of things that I'm really, really excited about for in DC that we know of right now. Okay. Um, one of them I kind of talked about a little bit ago, but they're restarting the Young Justice comic, and it's going to be Tim Drake, and they're bringing back Bart Allen and Connor Kent. And uh, Connor's definitely in his 90s era Superboy costume. Oh, yeah, it's full on fake cut. Which is pretty cool. And then they're also introducing some new characters to it, like uh, Ginny Hex and the Teen Lantern. Oh, and Wonder Girl is coming back, too. Cassie Wonder Girl is coming back. It's crazy. Um, it's also being done by uh, Brian Michael Bendis, but uh, Pat Gleason is doing art on it, and we have a history with him and oh, yeah. like all his stuff, so that'll be really cool. That's really cool. Um, and along with that, they're, they're having like a whole Young Justice initiative type thing going on, and one of the books that's coming with that is The Wonder Twins, too, which... It'd be kind of crazy to see how that works. I guess they're going to be interns at the Hall of Justice. It would make sense. That's sure. About how you could fit them in, but we'll get both the twins, and I guess Gleek will be in there at some point. So. Oh, man. <laughs> that makes as much sense as anything else. I don't see why not. Yeah, so those, those are the things I'm super, super excited about. I'm curious about where they're going to go with action and Superman. Um... I haven't been super on it recently, but they, they've been doing some pretty cool stuff there, so. All right, and then something else that's happening. We've had a lead-up so far of two Detective Comics 1000 for the last, like, I don't know, nine issues of the book. So we still have, there's still a few issues before we get there, but they've, they've made the announcements of the uh, multiple covers for the uh, for the main book. So a lot like action, we're, we're getting a whole slew of covers. Um, I'm sure there'll probably be a pile more as far as, like, store incentives or whatever, because that's what happened with action. 
But uh, as far as it is right now, we have the main cover, the normal cover, which is Jim Lee. And it's a wraparound cover. Looks freaking great. That's uh, so cool. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, of course, it's Jim Lee, so that's to be expected. Uh, then we're going to get a 1930s-style cover by Steve Rude, which is the same thing they did over with Action. Then we have a 1940s-style cover, which will be Bruce Timm, so animated uh, Batman series type. Then we're going to have uh, the 1950s, which is Michael Cho. The 60s, which is Jim Steranko, who's cool. still badass and awesome. Then we're going to have a 1970s cover, which is Bernie Wrightson covers. This is an old art, like we probably inked and colored, it looks which really is still cool because cool it's a really good picture. Yeah. Um, and we have Frank Miller from the 1980s. Tim Sells from the 1990s. Oh, nice. And in uh, 2000, we had a Jacques cover. And it actually looks really cool. Like Jacques, for me, is hit or miss, but I like this cover a lot. And in 2010, of course, is Greg Capullo. Which is cool. freaking awesome. It's kind of cool that they match some of the decades to the artists that worked on them in that time. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, not all of them, obviously, but, but yeah, the, between the Bernie Wrightson and Frank Miller and uh, Greg Capullo, and yeah, yeah, they're oh, yeah. All really cool. Well, timeline wise, like all those guys are working on books during those times. I mean, like the, we were just talking about the, the, uh, Dark Victory and stuff, Long yeah. Halloween, and all yeah. the coming out towards the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s, so... So, yeah, having Tim Sale do the art for that one, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that's super neat. Definitely makes it hard to choose a cover for those. Oh, right? Man, yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> so that's really cool. Um, as far as books are concerned, I think that's neat. Batman Dam, of course, is going to wrap up at some point uh, during this next year. And Dan's the story's been good. I mean, issue one got crazy for the wrong reasons. So, that's what I think about that, but some people would argue with me, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think, I actually really like the story. I didn't, I didn't get to read issue two yet, but I really liked issue one. And it is kind of funny how popular it got for the dumbest thing ever. But Right. Yeah, silly reasons. And we're, we're going to be having the, uh, the two, the, for the two DC imprints, the two young, young reader ones. Uh-huh. So DC Inc. and DC Zoom, we're finally going to get the kickoff for those. Um, so we're, one of the first ones is the the Mira Tidebreaker, and it's part of the DC Inc. Uh, young Adult Reader line. And as far as like art, I mean, the art looks cool for it. So it'll be interesting to see what it winds up actually being. So are they uh, are they in, like novels or are they comics? They're done like trade paperback style, uh-huh. so they're not like a full graphic novel as far as the size is concerned. I mean, the Mira one, it, I would say it's bound just like a graphic novel, because uh-huh. it, price point-wise, it's, it's $16.99. Okay. Page count-wise, it's just under 200 So it's like a full-on, like, regular graphic novel. Nice. Rather than the teaser stuff they put out before. Um, as far as series, is, I don't know if it's going to stay that way or not, but at least the kickoff is. And then Zoom, we're starting out with the Super Sons Book 1. Oh, um, the project, or the, uh, the Pol- Polar Show Project. Uh, same deal. It's a trade. I want to say it's around 150 pages. Uh, falls more around a $10 price point. So binding on it, it's hard to say right now, but I'm thinking it's going to be like just standard trade style, so like not stitched or saddled. Right. It's right. kind of interesting on the cover to that one that they're not in their, like their the normal gear. Superhero outfits. Yeah. yeah. Well, like in costume wise and like style wise, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it winds up being whenever we're running through the books. It's supposed to be done in school for the most part, I guess. Yeah. 
But yeah, Zoom and Ink is on the people DC started talking about last year in like July, I think. Right. So now we're finally getting to that, so that's cool. It'd be cool if they got different readers into it than what they normally get. So. Well, I think the way they're built, they're not necessarily continuity. Yeah. So like the Mirror Story is its own thing. Right. And the Super Sons is its own thing too. I think it's cool because you're using those characters again. Mm. But as far as like continuity is concerned, I don't think it's going to fit in any regular continuity. Right. Yeah, that's what I would expect. So. Cool. Let's just see what that happens. We've got a couple miniseries happening. The Wonder Twins, of course. And then they're going to be doing another one for uh, the, F- the Furies. So uh, the Female Furies, that's what it's called. So huh. like Big Barda and uh, all the... Uh, like Granny Goodnesses team. Yep. That's cool. That's it's a six part. So they just finished up that story with uh, Mr. Miracle. The yeah, Mr. Miracle. That's what it's called. Yeah. And so we saw all of them in there. So I don't know if this is going to take place before or after that, or if that's its own thing. But it's cool to see Big Barter in the series again. So that's neat. Yeah, it's cool to see those characters popular and all. So yeah. Yeah, it'll be neat to see whatever they do with that. Uh, we found out we're going to have a shift over on uh, Batman Beyond also. Yeah, at least one issue of uh, Doc Shaner drawing it, which will be cool. Okay. His style fits that really good, so I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. We haven't really, I don't think we've seen him since this, the uh, Future Quest. Future Quest series, yeah. I think he's drawn a couple like covers, and he worked on uh, the Terrifics. Because he um, designed those characters right, and yeah, everything. Right, costumes and stuff. But, uh, but, yeah, it'll be cool to see him on the Batman Beyond book. I haven't been reading that book, but like I said, his art is perfect for that, so it'll be cool to see. I think all those things are really pretty freaking cool. I mean, we're going to have an original, like a Gravity Novel for Catwoman come out, which I think that's, I mean, that's neat. I guess we'll have to see what it winds up being when I really actually drop stuff about it. Um, as far as the rest of the things are concerned, I mean, series-wise, we got a whole bunch of other, like, regular series going on that are going to wrap up, which is really... It's sad for a couple of them, but as far as series are concerned, most of them have been pretty good. And DC in general, a lot of their stuff that they got dropping over there is really cool. Doomsday Clock's still moving, yeah. and like that, even though it is taking forever, it feels like like oh, it's every issue of it is amazing. So right, they're all in every every one you read has some sort of crazy thing that happens in it that you can't believe they did. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that takes things continuity-wise. Because that was supposed to be, you know, the introduction of Watchmen with regular DC. That's and, true. And I don't know if that's going to play off into anything else later or not, but you know, I guess this, we'll find out. At this point, as we'll have to see if it reshapes the universe or not, because it, it might. I mean, it's still, like you said, every issue ends crazy, so... Right, and it was a big time. Like, uh, that's how the whole Rebirth thing started, was with Dr. Manhattan. Yep. So, kind of interesting to see where it'll go. Right. Now, at some point this year, we might get that uh, Jeff Johns Three Jokers thing answered in the graphic that's, novel. Yeah, that's definitely supposed to be coming this year. It's supposed to be. We haven't really seen a date for it yet, so... No, but uh, we didn't see an arc. He's been putting art online for it, so I would assume we're going to get it this year. And who knows when this year. Right. Yeah, that's a pretty good question. So I guess guess we'll see that really, what happens there. Yeah. That'll be cool. I forgot all about that, actually. Well, it's understandable. Like, the question was was popped, like, 
what, better part of a year and a half ago now? At least, yeah. And we're just barely getting to any type of sort of comeuppance from it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Comeuppance, I like that word. That's funny. <laughs> I think you just made it up. No, it's a real thing. Is it? Yeah, oh. it means you get your due dessert. Isn't that like four words mixed into one? Maybe. Three words. You don't eat it. I can count sometimes. Ah. <laughs> uh, you just don't eat it, Ross. Desserts or not, they're you don't not, eat it. They're not muffins? No. Oh. Well, dessert. You eat, like, cake. Oh. Okay. Whatever, Ross. <laughs> uh, over in Marvel, we're going to wind up going into an event, the uh, War of Realms, which I think is awesome. What is the War of Realms? Well, War of Realms, so we're going to be dealing with a different... Uh, so, the way... Part of Marvel's split up is that we have the different realms, which they deal a lot with it whenever we're dealing with uh, Thor Ragnarok. Okay. So, War of Realms is going to want pitting the different, like, cosmic places. So, like, Asgard and, um, what do they call us? Like, Earth is... Midgard? Midgard, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically a giant battle. And, like, we know Blade's going to show up in it because Vampire's going to be involved. Oh, man. So that's freaking awesome because we haven't seen Blade in forever. Right. I love me some Blade. Blade is pretty sweet. I think that'll be freaking awesome. Um, Yeah, so I think, I want to see, gosh, I don't know, maybe that starts in March, maybe? Nice. Uh, We're also going to have a new Craven Hunt. So uh, Craven's going to show back up in Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Things cool about that is we really haven't seen Craven in a fair minute either. And this Nick Spencer run for Amazing has been really, really good. So if you want to start at a new story start, story start that's hard to say, <laughs> 17 would be a good spot. The team we've had working on it, we've been alternating artists between Ryan Otley and Humberto Ramos. Oh, Both fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. So, like, surprisingly enough, we did interviews with both of them back in Denver. 2000, uh, shoot, 16? Three years ago? Yeah. yeah. 2016, I think. Crazy, right? So they were both at the same con, and we talked to both on that day. Yep. And both about, well, maybe we didn't talk to Ryan about Spider-Man. No, we definitely didn't talk to him about Spider-Man, yeah. but... It's too bad. That yeah, really cool. I don't, I don't think he had really much to do with Spider-Man at that point oh, in time. Yeah, so. at that point he was still very in, connected to Invincible. Uh-huh. Invincible hadn't announced a wrap-up yet, so it was mm-hmm. like a year and a half, two years since then. Yep. But that's, uh, yeah, interesting. What a weird... It's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. If you want to hear those interviews, you just have to go back a little ways. They're titled... It has it in the, it has it in the write-up. Maybe not in the title. Uh, they're easy enough to find. Yeah, you can even find them. It's fine. You said about, what, a year, year and a half yeah, ago? Yeah, just rewind, like... No, it's like, I don't know, man, like maybe three years. In my head, it's like three years, so... Oh, I guess that's right. Yeah, they're right a minute. So, there's that. Uh, another thing on the Marvel front, we've had Conan rejoin the Marvel Universe, which I know we mentioned that, that the contract was changing hands, but at this point we've had the first issue come out uh, of Barbarian. Pretty good. Uh, we're going to be joining two more series, so Conan the Barbarian, which is already in second print, man, for number one, and for issue two. Holy cow. Right? Two hasn't even dropped yet. That's crazy. Yeah. So popularity-wise, it's, it's fairly popular. Um, they're going to be starting another one that's Sword, Savage Sword of Conan, and we're going to wind up having one for Bleat. And Bleat was the, uh, like the Lady Pirate character that was tied up with Conan for a little while. Nice. So, as far as books are concerned, I think Bleat's a miniseries, and then Savage Sword and Barbarian are both ongoing, so. That'd be cool. 
as far as things, there's a lot of Conan yeah. uh, for Marvel. So that'd be interesting to see how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's obviously doing good, but... Uh, well, popularity-wise, at least issue one for for Barbarian, done really, really well. And two has already, like, outsold itself, so... That's crazy. Um, we are going to wind up getting a weird crossover, even. Oh, man. So, uh, the Avengers, they're going to be doing an Avengers series called No Road Home. Uh-huh. And No Road Home is following No Surrender. So, No Surrender ended, and then we moved into the new Avengers series. And this is rejoining the same group that was doing the previous series, dealing with the Avengers that are still lost in time. So, with that in mind, they are going to run into Conan, at least towards the middle of the series, if not for the whole series. Nice. That'll be cool. So, yeah, Avenger characters running around with Conan, which is like the craziest thing ever. That is awesome. So, I think that's pretty neat. Uh, just in general. Uh, we're supposed to be getting some more scroll stuff. Now, whether this is just because of Captain Marvel, or whether it's because of something else, uh, it's hard to say, but it'll be interesting to see the scrolls again. You know, shape changers. Crazy nonsense. That is. That, uh, that Venom looks crazy. Uh, yeah. And Venom is still being written by Donna Cates. Uh, we still have Ryan Stegman on it, so if you have missed any of the Venom series, so far the current series has been freaking awesome. Uh, we've been dealing with this whole Venom God thing. Actually, there's another piece of news, sort of. Uh, shoot. Donna Cates recently revealed the reason the Venom symbiotes, or the Venom Spider-Man logo, the reason it's different, uh-huh. is connected to a ratcon of an older story to deal with the Venom God now. So oh, it's like crazy. this whole thing. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Huh. Uh, but we're going to be wind up having uh, the uh, Evil Reed Richards um, dealing with our Venom. That's crazy. He looks crazy. He looks like an alien. He does. His helmet, like this particular drawing, that's so covering number, thir- number number 12. Uh, he does look an awful lot like a, an alien symbiote. <laughs> uh, yeah. So one of the few things that survived over from the Ultimate Universe end, so we have Miles Morales, his okay. whole cast move over, and then Evil Reed Richards, Thor's hammer from that universe, okay. which is still around, I guess. Uh... Wolverine's son from the other universe, so the blonde Wolverine. Okay. Uh, I know we've talked about it in other episodes, but I can't remember what his name is right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that a hem toy or is that a cat toy? Yeah, that's one of his. Jack. Come on, seriously? <laughs> I'm bored, you don't understand. You're boring me. See, so yeah, uh, the blonde Wolverine. Okay. Who I think is James Howlett? No, shoot, I can't remember his name. Google it, people. Anyhow, <laughs> so yeah, we've talked about him on the show before. I just don't remember his name right now. Uh, but yeah, so the evil Reed Richards, we will have a uh, working with Venom or like trying to direct Venom. So that's creepy. interesting. Only, yeah. yeah, it looks creepy. Well, like his, the, when the way his helmet is, is very, 
Yeah, Evil Reaper just constantly has, like, a crazy helmet on his head. I don't remember why that is. I don't know if it's permanently there or not. I kind of think it is, though. Huh. Is it? I'm curious about him now. I'm going to have to look up more about him. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's crazy. Um, we recently ended the uh, Old Man Hawkeye series. Okay. Um, so we are going to be following through with a new Old Man series. Old Man. Old Man Quill. Oh, my gosh. And so, like... See, the thing that's crazy is these are all pieces that sort of lead to our Old Man Logan series. Right. Which the original Old Man Logan, like, when it came out of nowhere, was this crazy messed up future that is... The story's awesome. The art's fantastic. Uh-huh. And then whenever they did Old Man Hawkeye, uh, shoot, I can't remember the artist's name on that either, but the artist on that was great, too. Mm-hmm. The story's pretty good, but it predates... It's like a prequel to Old Man Logan. Okay. So Quill... Timeline-wise, I think it's taking place at the same time as Hawkeye, but I'm not sure yet. Did he show up in any of the other he ones? He did not. I was going to say, he didn't seem familiar at all to me. But No, yeah, he didn't have anything. Actually, they never even answered. So in the Old Man Logan, at the time when it happened, the Guardians were around, but they weren't like an A-list group at right, all. Right, right. This is still when they were just a comic book group and no one knew who they were if you didn't know comic books. Right. Since then, we've had two major movies, and the Avengers movie, and so now all of a sudden they're went Big from thing, like C yeah. list to A list. Yeah, I don't. I would say like D list even. Right. Whatever, no one knew about them. Right. So I think this is an answer to what they were doing whenever Old Man Logan was happening, and the world fell apart. Nice. So maybe just flushing out that world, flushing it, not flushing, flushing, <laughs> like the flush of a person, like down the toilet. No. <laughs> Fleshing oh. out that series, so I, I think it'll be cool just because we get to see them in this weird alternate future thing. I guess if it goes another series after that, then we might have to start wondering what they're really doing. Right? Because Hawkeye was great, just because the art was fantastic, and the story was good too. Well, and he tied into the old man Logan well, yeah, story. He's a major. That's what I was wondering because this seems kind of odd to have Quill. Right. Well, other than none of the Guardians being in the original series, I think that's the only real reason that part is the choice. Gotcha. Because the piece that was never, like, explained. Like, all this other bad stuff's happening, and why aren't the Guardians around? Well... I see. Here you go. We'll explain it now. Right. Uh, something else is really cool, only because we feel like we haven't seen his art super recent. Uh, Barry Kitson's going to be doing some Doctor Strange work. Nice. Uh, he's also freaking awesome. British dude. Great artist. Uh... If you ever need an example of his art, I mean, of course, you can Google it. We also have, so over at the comic shop, we have a uh, Joker having smashed Batman's head with a mallet um, hanging up in the store, and that is Barry Kitson. Yep. Uh, fantastic watercolor uh, ink pen. Dude's awesome. Like, yeah. He's so good. Uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, as a thing to see. Um, there's a whole bunch of other stuff happening from Marvel still, too. I mean, it's not like this is a comprehensive thing, but. We're going to get a couple more standalone OGNs. So we're going to get the next Jessica Jones one, which, if you didn't read the first one, it does seem like something to be connected to the TV shows, only because the people they chose. Because they did Jessica Jones, uh, Iron Fist, Cloak and Dagger. There's supposed to be a Luke Cage one coming out, which hasn't dropped yet, but I'm pretty sure it's in the next two months. But the stories are not anything to do with the shows. Oh, weird. Yeah, because the covers, just looking at it in the previews here, they look like they would be tied directly into the shows. Right. 
they that initially most of us thought that's what it was, and they were digital first. So I guess if you're a digital person, you may have already read these. Okay. But as far as like books are concerned, all those have shows. Well, had shows. Jones has been canceled yet, but I'm sure that'll happen next. Uh, but Cloak and Dagger has a show, not Netflix, but they have their own show too. Yeah. Ultimately, these OGNs are not connected at all. Um, the ending to Jessica Jones Volume One so crazy because we have a huge crazy like shift with her and Luke's daughter um, which in the comic world the two of them are married and have a kid okay uh, so transformation wise there's a pretty major thing that happens at the end of that book which is like freaking crazy huh nice anyhow uh, see I, I would say definitely worth a read the art's really good in it if you're scared by the cover the cover's not indicative of the inside the inside is uh, much cleaner art cover's cool. wild but it's not bad, it's just wild. Anyhow, uh, we're going to be getting a new Guardians of the Galaxy run, which is also going to be written by Donny Cates, who is just, like, super popular now over at Marvel. Uh, but it also has a really crazy cast, because uh, we're dealing with Cosmic Ghost Rider, Gladiator, uh, Nebula, and then there's, like, a handful of other, like, haven't-seen-recently types. I was say I didn't recognize anyone on that cover at all, so... Uh, uh, <laughs> it makes sense. They're, they're a fair amount. I mean, other than Nebula, because she shows up in the comics, or in the movie. The movie. But God, Cosmic Ghost Rider's pretty new. Gladiator's more X-Men style. He's uh, a servant to the uh, Shi'ar Empire, so like the way he works is usually when he's ordered to go do something, he does it. He's really kind of cool, actually, because as long as there's confidence in him, uh, he can whoop you. Nice. Like, that's like his power. That's crazy. So as long as he believes he can beat you, he can beat you. That's cool. And, yeah, ridiculous. Anyhow, so that should be pretty cool. Um, as far as other stuff, uh, there's a handful of things happening over Dark Horse. I mean, we've got a new movie for Hellboy. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so that's cool. That should be pretty cool. The trailer's out for it now, so you can see the trailer on it. Yeah, it looks awesome. It does. Jack thinks it looks awesome, too. Yes, he does. Uh, Dark Horse is also going to be putting out a book uh, called Calamity Kate, which I'm going to say is off the beaten path, but I think it's freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, art looks super fun. Uh, at this point, it's set up as a miniseries, so I guess it, I don't know how long it is because I haven't announced that yet. Mm. Uh, but she's basically fighting demons and vampires and zombies. It, so it's like this crazy... Not like a travel book, really. So, like, the setup for it is apparently she's left whatever her normal job is to move to L.A. Well, the problem is L.A., there's just tons of bounty hunting, and most of it has to do with monsters. And then there's always the uh, huge bounty for the fabled... Seven fabled beasts of yore, which apparently is something to kill. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's just, like, your big bad, I guess, but... I, I dig the art. And I, I like the uh, I like the write up a lot. So yeah, it looks cool. I think that would be really neat. I don't know. Check with the sword driving a crazy like old school Cadillac. Freaking awesome. Fighting monsters. Fighting monsters. Yeah, it's everything Alyssa Bloodstone should be doing, just not happening <laughs> in a Marvel book. Right. Because Alyssa is freaking great. So that's cool. Yeah, I think that would be really neat. I like that. So that's Dark Horse. Um, probably coming out. First issue should be around March. Nice. Maybe uh, either February or March. I can't remember. Uh, but I think that would be really cool. Uh, of course, Image always has new stuff happening every month uh, lately. Uh, as far as things over there, there's a one coming out called Little Bird. And uh, the art's not generally my first choice, 
I, I dig it. The uh, preview for it is pretty awesome. It basically seems like a, an, not an alternate history, but like a like a spin on the Old West, sort of. Like oh, okay. Trying to... Our main character's a... Well, setup-wise, our main character's a little girl, of course, and her family is trying to deal with the tidal wave of invaders, and that leads to, like, Wasteland. So... Crazy. Yeah. It should be pretty neat. Um, yeah, I think it'll be cool. It's a mini-series, too, I think, if I remember right. So I think that'll be neat. Um... As far as uh, series are concerned, I'm still pretty stoked about Outer Darkness. It's uh, it's like a space story. I mean, the art's kind of a little, little more cartoony, but it's fun. Uh, if you like sci-fi stuff, it's pretty legit, actually. Nice. Uh, of course, the image has a whole handful of other things that are... I don't know. There's a whole handful of things over there that are just badass, and then there's a batch of other ones that have been going for a very long time, so... It just depends on what your flavor is, as far as books are concerned. I mean, The Walking Dead's still really good. I don't know if there's anything I'm expecting craziness from it, but it's still good. Yeah. Uh, Murder Falcon is freaking awesome, so if you like rock metal at all, like, it's it's actually great. That looks awesome. The, the art's crazy. <laughs> uh, the story's crazy. Like, one of the best quotes from the first issue is... Somebody, so he's being talked to by, by, by a person, and they say, did you bring any weapons? He's like, oh, I don't need any weapons. I have metal. <laughs> and, like, awesome. from there, pulls out a guitar, and that makes the Murder Falcon appear when he plays it. So That's what I tell people, too. So. Which makes perfect sense. It's confusing, <laughs> but at the same time, it's awesome. That's very cool. So Murder Falcon, it's been great. It's still going strong, so I think that's freaking awesome. Uh, nice. Yeah, pretty... I'm pretty stoked for that one still. It's great. Uh, there's a... Shoot, I can't remember who makes it. There's a smaller press book coming out called Captain Ginger. Okay. And it's uh, basically about a space pirate that is a cat. He also has pet cats. <laughs> uh, it is... It is fantastic. Like, it's so, like, swashbucklerly weird, it, but it's awesome. That's crazy. Uh... I don't remember who makes it, but yeah, if you just Google Captain Ginger, you'll find it. Uh, we also have the uh, Army of Darkness meets Bubba Hotep. Oh, which nice. Pretty stoked for. It's coming out from Dynamite, so they have the both contracts, actually. Nice. So it's basically Ash as Elvis, and then Ash as Ash. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it, it should be great. I mean, as far <laughs> as like a thing, they've been doing both those series for a while, so the Bubba Hotep series is pretty good, too. It comes out slow, but it, I dig it. That's so if cool. you're a Bruce Campbell fan, it's doubling up your Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. awesome. So I'm pretty, pretty happy with that, actually. <laughs> uh, I feel like there was another one from Dynamite, but I don't remember now. They've got a couple of different Betty Page series. The newer one I like a lot, too. I can't remember the subline to it, but the art in the book is great. We're going to be having new Sabrina from Archie. Holy and cow. The new Sabrina, now, unfortunately, it's not going to be The Chilling Tales. Oh. It is The Teenage Witch. Oh. So I think it's more... Uh, oh. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I do dig the test art for it. Yeah. Like, the covers are great, of course, because the covers are always great. But a few interior pages look awesome. But it is her in high school. So this probably be more human side of Sabrina, I assume. Yeah, but that's the cool horror stuff it well, looks like. Well, it's not the... Uh, 
Yeah, it's not the Sabrina yeah. uh, horror story stuff. You had me really excited for a minute. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, although one that might be up your alley, uh, number one has not come out yet, but we're getting to it, is uh, Blossoms 666. Oh, that's right. Uh, it is uh, connected to the horror universe, and it is dealing with the uh, Blossoms, so Cherry and the brother who doesn't matter, whose name I can't remember. <laughs> well, he doesn't. I don't remember his name. Cheryl, too. Cheryl. Uh, well... Okay, that's right, Cheryl. <laughs> so, uh, that should be pretty cool, just because it seems very, uh... I mean, 666 is in the title, man. Yeah, yeah, that book looks cool. Freaking awesome. Isn't that, uh, Vampironica versus Jughead the Hunger coming out this year sometime, too? It is. We don't have a dates for it yet, but yeah, they're supposed to be doing a cross with the two books. That'll be cool. So that should be, yeah. Are we going to get a continuation of... Sabrina or Afterlife with Archie that we know of at all yet? At this point, both are still considered ongoing series. However, Afterlife hasn't had a series book, like an issue come out, God, I don't know, three years now? Yeah, it's been a while. And Sabrina, <laughs> I think they did the reprint of issue one uh, to go along with the show release. Well, the same writer is the person direct doing the show. Right. So uh, I think probably more likely the, the renewal of the season will lead to more comics, maybe. I hope so. Because, like, the show took direct influence from the comic. I mean, of course, it's the yeah. same writer, so it makes sense. Yeah. But it's almost like they moved formats. Right. Which kind of sucks. Well, I hope but... we get more of the book eventually, too. They're not exactly the same. Yeah. They've got some pretty big differences between the two, so it'd be good if we got more of those comics, because they were awesome, both of them were. Heck yeah. Well, I mean, Afterlife, I think I kind of wondered if maybe they... Never expected it to be as popular as it was. And yeah. then eventually we're like, wow, we killed a lot of characters. What are we supposed to do? Right. So <laughs> I, I kind of wonder if that's the case. And then all the other stuff started coming out. And so... They just keep saying that they're going to do it again eventually. So it makes you wonder when they'll start up again. But. Yeah. Like, I kind of wonder if maybe part of that's just to keep... I don't know. Keep people on the hook, I guess. Yeah. But you guys said that's the case, that's fine. Whatever. I... I hope. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe this year. This will be the year. Hopefully we'll see it come back <laughs> out. Hopefully. Um, there's a few other independents that... Uh, actually, I was talking to Curtis earlier today about... And I'm trying to figure out which one it was because there was a note in here. And, of course, in my notes, I can't seem to figure out where the note was. <laughs> which, go figure. So, sorry, page turning for a second, guys. But like, I don't think you took notes. You know, normally I don't. Because normally I don't. Not for anything, which is sort of sad. <laughs> Unless I'm trying to remember a book to order you at the store. Then in that case, I take a note. Okay, here we go. So you could be ready for this one? Nope. Star Bastard. Oh my gosh. Yes. The Swashbuckling Space Adventures. Uh, this is going to be coming out from Scout Comics. And like the cover art is supposed to be the interior artist, so that's awesome. And it's like it's swashbuckling... Uh, Almost like Lobo if he was a pirate. That's nice. kind of what's going on. That's cool. And like a space pirate. Sorry, space pirate. Um, anyhow, it looks fantastic. Uh, at least the first issue has Curtis sold approval. Nice. Because uh, he was. Uh, we were discussing that book earlier today. Uh, That's cool. So I think that would be really neat. Scouts put out some pretty good stuff. They got Tinkers of the Wasteland, which I like a lot. It's uh, very tank girly. Uh, but I dig that one. Um, I feel like there was another one we were, that we were carrying in the store for them. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, shoot. 
Yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but it was a good book, too. I just can't remember the title. Anyhow, so they're going to be putting that one out. So Star Bastard, uh, if you're listening and uh, you want your retailer to care that for you, get a hold of them. Say something about it, because it's fantastic. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, see, there's a new one coming out from uh, Valiant. It's going to be called Forgotten Queen. Uh, it's a miniseries, which, I mean, Valiant's done that a couple times, starting stuff. And if you haven't checked out Valiant ever, well, they make some pretty awesome books. They really do. Uh, Exo's awesome. Their Bloodshot's great. They're getting ready to four way into movies, finally, which there's been a lot of talk about that over the last, I don't know, probably two and a half, three years. Four or five, even. Right. Which, more recently, the most recent talk was that Vin Diesel is going to play the Bloodshot, which initially, I guess it was Jason David Franks, and then something changed, or they did that on the internet, and now they're moving on to full cinema. Because hmm. he did show up as Bloodshot in a couple of Valiant, like, online webisodes. Oh, crazy. So, I guess we'll see what the truth is with that once the movie drops, I guess. But yeah. it's, it's starting up to be with Sony. Oh, so okay. Nice. I guess we'll see. But yeah, book-wise, they put out some pretty good stuff, but that the Queen book just started... Well, actually, the first issue hasn't dropped yet. Uh, maybe February? I think. But yeah, they've got a whole slew of other stuff. You like comedy stuff like a Quantum of Woody. Uh, the Eternal Warrior kind of Conanny, but he, he, depending on what story it is, he's in a modern time, the past, or whatever, because he's Eternal. Eternal Warrior, hence right. the name. Anyhow, that stuff's all been great. Uh, I feel like there was another one that I thought was going to be really cool coming out from, uh, shoot, from uh, Boom Comics, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, we know Udon's going to be heading back to Street Fighter. So that should be cool. All their art is fantastic. And if yeah. you're ever a Street Fighter fan, uh, Udon puts out some awesome Street Fighter books. Art books and comic books both. Yeah. So they're definitely going to look at it if you're a Street Fighter fan. I like uh, the uh, Mega Man stuff they've done. It's pretty oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Actually, they're reissuing the Mega Man stuff fairly recently. Oh, nice. Uh, it's like Mega Editions, so like three books together. Oh, okay, and nice. one bigger book. It's um, way cool. Yeah, so that's been pretty neat. Uh, I think this, the series of Mega Mix was the first one. So. Yeah, I think that's the one that I've read. That's cool. Yeah, it's neat stuff. Uh, I feel like I'm running out of... I can't remember what it was from Boom. I thought I'd remember it while we were talking, but I don't remember. <laughs> I know it was a cool title, but I can't remember what the hell it was. Yeah, even now I don't remember. So I guess, I guess that's it. I don't, I don't know. I feel like if I know there was another one in there that I thought was this is freaking great, but I can't figure out what it was. Uh, anything else that you were thinking of, Ross? Was cool. That's that's about it for me. All right. Uh, oh, there. This is not the one I was thinking of from Boom, but uh, AfterShock has a new one called Red Dark. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be kind of like an American Vampire, except uh, with zombies instead. Oh, uh, crazy! Tim Seeley's working on it along with. Uh, Corn Powell, nice. and I think that's cool because Seeley's awesome first. Uh, so that should be really neat. The dude does really good horror stuff, and he's supposed to be doing a. He's doing a couple of the covers. The art's going to be the uh, the Corn Powell person, but as far as uh, writing's concerned, Seeley did Revival, uh, Hack Slash, Nightwing, Grayson. Yeah. So. He wrote some G.I. Joe also, so he's not a stranger to books or anything, so if you haven't heard his name, it's weird. 
because he's done a lot, even art-wise, like he's mm-hmm. done a lot of covers and stuff too. So horror stories, dude's awesome. So I think Aftershock, a new series, should be great. Nice. That should be really cool. Uh, that's where I run out, Ross. I think uh, other things to be excited for, like Captain Marvel happening in March, movie-wise. I'm not real happy with the whole uh, shift over backstory in the comic books, but it makes sense for the movies, so I guess that'll be fine. Right. I mean, whatever. Yeah, if you're wondering what that's about, then what you need to do is uh, go to your retailer or to the internet and look up uh, Captain Life and Times of Captain Marvel. It's a five-part mini you just ended maybe a month ago. Chad, I don't know. I'm still trying to remember Boom. I mean, Fireflies over there, which that's been cool. But I don't. Yeah, I can't remember what I was thinking of. Which, if you're a Firefly fan, there's a new series over at Boom Comics for Firefly. Cool thing about that is it takes place prior to the TV series. So if you're a Firefly fan, you'll know the cast members. This is before River or the Doctor were ever part of the crew. So Wash is still alive, and it's all stuff directly after the brown coat stuff. Nice. So like stuff that we've been told about in shows that we never saw. That's cool. So that's really neat, and it doesn't retread stuff that Dark Horse did, so that's cool. Ultimately, I don't know if they're connected to or not. They might, but... As a thing, that's really neat. Nice. That's awesome. All right, so with uh, wrapping it up, I guess we'll go ahead and run that interview from the uh, Comic-Con from the folks over at RAGS. Uh, Again, this is from Antarctic Press. Uh, If you can find a copy, then buy it, because it is super popular and hard to get a hold of now. Right. Uh, So we're going to run that, and then, uh, yeah, we're going to run that. Sweet. Top Five Comics Podcast at San Diego 2018 Comic Con, and I'm here with Brian Ball, the writer for Rags. Rags coming out from Antarctic Press. Yes, sir. Awesome. So this is your first book. This is our first book and our first San Diego Comic Con as a exhibitor. Oh, that's freaking awesome, man. Well, I mean, a little bit I know about it. I mean, tell me about so this artist you got working on. Tell me about him a little bit. Uh, so Luigi Terrell is um, an artist that we found while we were working on some other side projects. We're trying to get some time. He's not really known in the industry, but uh, he's done a few books. Uh, I think the most noble one was called uh, Ash Slate Slate Nash is what he's worked on before. It was more of an indie book. Cool. So he hopped on board and uh, has been working with us since the concept of this. Right on. So what got you in the comic books? Boredom, actually. Um, me and Trent, we were playing uh, a little bit of Left for Dead and we came up with this idea. And as we got done writing it and coming up and brainstorming, we, like, we thought, like, this would look great as a movie. But then we all thought this would be even more gnarly if it was a comic book. And so we just sort of did it. Right on. Well, I got pitch me. What, what is Rags about? Rags is the story of a Regina Rogowski. Uh, she is a former Marine Corps veteran who is dishonorably discharged, and she's tr- trying to escape the zombie plague that happened in California. And if you live in California, you know we have certain types of gun laws and certain sort of things that present us pre- prevent us from being ready for an actual zombie plague or outbreak like this. And so there's some commentary about that and some other social issues. Um, her main goal in this run is to find a comfortable pair of pants. As you can see, she's not well-dressed for the occasion. 
but it's a much more deeper story than just pants. The main theme is um, PTSD and tackling your demons, and we're doing that from a way that's more of a actual military veteran's view of things, and not so much the Hollywood veteran view of things. So when you see um, like The Punisher on Netflix, that's kind of okay when you start talking about PTSD and combat stress and trauma, but it's not what actual veterans actually deal with and go through. So I took my experiences and the experiences of battle buddies and other female vets that I knew and baked them onto this character. Man, that's freaking awesome, man. It's cool. It speaks to life experiences and stuff. That's really neat. Man, is the first issue out in normal stores? Uh, the first issue will be out in August. Um, this is our sort of Comic-Con con exclusive preview so this is uh, issue one it's not the whole Antarctic Fresh issue one but this gives you a brief glimpse into what the artwork looks like what the story's going to be how the character is and you know how everything's going to look moving forward right on okay so like as far as like stuff in general have you, have you done other writing or is this your first foray into writing this is our first foray into writing this is our first foray into comic books and um, I'm not ashamed to say we were just three drunk guys making a joke and the joke actually got taken a little too serious <laughs> and here we are that's freaking awesome man well as far as uh, things in just in general like have you ever thought about writing stuff before and if there was another if you were going to aim for another character I mean I know this is all the beginning I'm very new so that's freaking awesome um, but as far as like stuff have you ever thought about writing anything else writing for Marvel DC anything like that do you have anybody you would choose if you could choose Golden Apple style um there's honestly Timothy Lim and uh uh, Troy, also known as Mr. Marvel on Twitter, those are the, the two guys that we would most definitely like to work with. Also, the guys who wrote Punchline, um, I just recently got a peek at their work. They recently got picked up by Antarctic Press, and uh, I'm actually debating on whether or not I should uh, cross over with them. But as far as Marvel and DC goes, um, when you're talking big legacy characters like Spider-Man and Batman, you really have to have... Uh, one, a really good understanding of those characters and that fan base, and you really have to treat the characters appropriately. I don't think I'm at that level just yet, and I'm much more comfortable messing up my own stuff. <laughs> well, sure. Well, the book looks amazing. Like, just from what little bit I've seen, it looks awesome, so I'm super excited for it. What's your go-to karaoke song? Bad Fish by Sublime. <laughs> That's the only song I can hit. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So if you're stranded on a deserted island... And you can only take five items with you. What five items would you take? All right, so I would take a survival knife, a flare gun, a fire starter kit, uh, a pot, and a hunting gun with ammo. If you lived in Fantasyland, would you ride a chocolate pony? No, because I end up eating it. <laughs> well, he melt, right? Yeah, yeah, he would melt. I'd ride him too hard, and then he'd be like. I can't go on any further. Like, well, I guess I gotta put you down, boy. <laughs> then I get fat. Oh man, the diabetes in that horse alone. <laughs> He's terrible, right? Horrible. No insulin. Be bad news. <laughs> well, Fantasyland, maybe you don't have to have insulin. That's the one I'm gonna go with. You don't have to have it because Fantasyland. I like that idea. I like that idea too. And I can never get fat. <laughs> right? Right. Um. Is there a website we can look for your stuff at? Yes. Uh, you can find us on the internet with uh, ragzombie.com. That also has a link to our Shopify store where we sell the issues digitally. Digitally, we have up to issue two done. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at rags underscore zombie. And yeah, 
that's the main ways you can find us and just watch our internet ship testing. Awesome. Uh, if you want to follow you, Brian, how do they follow you? Uh, I mean, I mainly handle the uh, Rag Zombie Twitter account. Okay. And I'm usually typically there. I'm easy to find, easy to interact with. As long as you at me, I will respond to you most likely. Awesome, buddy. Well, appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking time to talk with us. Oh, anytime. Embrace the pack of fire. I just want to thank Brian again for taking the time to chit-chat with us a little bit. Uh, like I said, you got to check out the stuff. The book is great. The art's fantastic. The story's... It, it's fun. I can dig it. Uh, alternative spin to Zombie Chase. So, awesome. So, with that, uh, Ross, what'd you learn today? Or in that uh, Craven the Hunter has a lot of heads on his wall. That is true. He, do, he does have a lot, of, a lot of heads on his wall. That's true. Uh, what did I learn today, Ross? You also learned that Craven the Hunter has a lot of heads on his wall. Oh, man, I was hoping you were going to go with the mustache thing. But I already knew he has a Tom Selleck mustache, yep. which is fantastic. Yep. <laughs> well, since this whole episode's been books to watch, I think we're just going to close it up with that. Sweet. Uh, finding words, Ross, parting words? No. Yes. Those should make you lonely? I don't know. We'll go watch Aquaman? Oh, no, you should watch Aquaman. There yeah, you go. That's yeah. good. All right. It's a key? It's a key. 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 It's a